Hello and welcome to the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. It's a podcast about anime, which of course inherently makes it problematic. And sticker part, of course, is we give out stickers but whenever anything problematic is said or discussed, which as we've just mentioned, happens a lot in anime. So you hear a lot of this uh, throughout the podcast, mainly from me. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure others will adapt uh, as we go on because you know I, I can't be an all-encompassing police on this one. So uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes on that front. But otherwise, I, I am the man with the slaps, Neil Bolt, and joining me as there are the people that know about the anime far more than I do. I am just here for I. I'd say dulcet tones, but then I think I'm, I'm belittling myself somewhat. Um, <laughs> so I, I am joined by Tim New. Man, you used this already. Getting tired. Tim Daddy. I'm not, not done yet. Shush. <laughs> okay, this got a lot better. See, it was your name for a pheromone. There you go. I see it. Uh, that's why I, I did that. Yeah, I jumped again. the gun too soon. My bad. You did. You jumped my gun again. Mm, I would jump your gun. <laughs> you would. Okay. First one. We did it. <laughs> Out the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, also joining us, of course, are Ben Shillable Hall. I am here to talk he about here. stuff. Not. Yes, that is indeed the entire point of a podcast. So we can. Good- I'm glad we got you on to, to talk about the things, especially the things you know about, which is anime. Uh, we also are joined by Gary Bagdasarov. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't give any pomp and circumstance now because that was pretty fitting. <laughs> <So the action>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, that is not all we are joined. The smooth, the sultry, the lovely, gravelly tones of Klaus Nightbringer. Oh, How sure. you doing? Did I just get Gary. <laughs> you earned it, Gary. To well, be honest. Also, I've been gone for a while, so he's got to sell me up again. Yeah, P- people forget yeah. me, or otherwise, his name just has that appeal as well. As much as Bagdasaro does sound a lot like Bagdasaurus, it's you not. Did. But my my name has my name has beer in it a beer hall. Yeah, chill a beer. Yeah, chill a beer. Which means that you 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 shill beer. Yeah, Yeah. you beer shiller. Which is ironic, (laughs) considering you don't drink as well. But he makes money off it. That's he's he's thinking, man. Don't drink the merchandise. You're you're a procuratory. That's for sure. Right. So, yeah, we're here as ever. I could be more offended. You probably should be. (laughs) I could have called you a vegan. I I think I'd take that that over a Tory. I'd take that that over a Tory. Yeah, I'd I'd rather be a vegan. Uh, I know a couple of good vegans. I know Vegan Pete. uh... (laughs) Are we talking about eating vegans now? Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Really? Wait. (laughs) Wouldn't that be like, I don't know, that'd be really bad. I don't know anymore. Well, yeah, I think eating people is pretty bad, Ben. Soil and green is people. It's also illegal. 
Oh, so that's your drawing line there, Gary. The fact that it's illegal. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't do it, but it's illegal. Head down to the Amazon forest. It's illegal there. Of course you know that. Uh, yeah, I'd love to participate. <laughs> but it's illegal. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm just picturing uh, Gary think... as the guy in between us now. You know, if, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, the really stump up one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know the names ish. I think. Yeah. But, uh, I know one of them Gary is that now. How would? But, but it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, you'll <be> that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll talk about um, obviously my hero academia, which despite a week's break because we've been off for two weeks, uh, came back for this week. So we had something to talk about on that front this time. So you know it. It was obviously a tactical plan, not because a whole bunch of people couldn't do the podcast on Sunday. Nothing to do with that at all. Um, but we also, of course, talk Baruto, and we also talk Ajin, Demi Human, uh, the manga of choice, manga, manga slash anime of choice. Because I mentioned manga just because Tim will have insight on the manga side of things on that one later. Uh, yeah, we'll be discussing what went on with that and. Of course, be picking the new uh, anime of choice uh, for the next episode. So let's get things off with the people who know the things about my hero academia. It is Klaus and it is Ben and Tim. Did you watch it? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Oh, that nice that... Okay, I was, I was just checking. It didn't sound very affirmative, but I had to be sure. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, just no, you two nothing guys. from me sounds affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> Before we do that, can I bring up one yeah. thing? I'm going to bring it, up... That's what I'm saying. ...that they've released a new Dragon Ball Heroes anime in Japan. And I saw a really badly mm-hmm. translated version of it, and oh my god, is it bad. The is whole as good show is as bad. The Green Man? Trash. It, it was so trash. Track. I mean, the whole point of the advertisement was that I oh, will get to see Super Saiyan Blue Goku fight Super Saiyan 4 Goku. And that fight was like two punches and a Kamehameha, and then it ended. Wow. So, yeah. Talk about 16 pumps. Yeah, talk to be about... fair, the episode was only seven <laughs> minutes long. Yeah, but come on, they could have had the fight for the entire episode. That would have been yeah, cooler. Yeah, fill the seven minutes. Yeah, at that point, it it's fan like service. There's episode, no right? reason to in... There's really <laughs> reason to invest in the origin of the fight. Just yeah. fight them. Gimme. I would oh. love to see that. Um, so yeah, I was really disappointed that for a promotional episode one, it was rubbish. Really bad. The animations were worse than Super. Which, you know, if if we're honest, and what I remember as Super, because there was a lot of kickback on the early episodes of Super, so still hope, I suppose, I suppose, you know. Well, unlike Super, this is like every two weeks, so we'll see. And it's not canon, let's get that out of the way, thankfully. It should be Shaga Cannon. It should be Shaga Cannon. <laughs> right. That's a good one. So I can't wait for that part where Golden Cooler fights with Trunks for some reason. For the Dragon Balls. He's looking I would love it. a Golden Cooler. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they team up. It's like, okay. It's so, just bad well, everything. But anyway, I just yeah. wanted to bring it up because it was a short thing and it that's needed fun. to be brought up. That's... Yeah. That's cool. Just I like mean, my it, thought of when I eat but, food while doing it, bringing it up. Well, well you know, the, the, the one, the, the, uh, 
shows we list at the beginning each week are obviously not going to last forever. So there are going to be weeks where we need to talk about certain anime news. So it makes sense. It's a good call. It has to be said. So, yeah, worth mentioning. Uh, but uh, on, on a tasty note, uh, My Hero Academia, guys, how was it this week? What happened? I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. Basically, they st- started off, they recapped um, showing All Might uh, basically begging um, Midoriya's mom to let him stay at the dorms with the rest of the class. She knew she didn't want him to do it because she was scared that he was going to get hurt, um, bad things were going to happen. But because of his resolve and um, just how he, she knows that Midoriya feels about All Might, she finally relented and is letting him go. So we got that recap. At that point, they show us these brand new dorms that were built in a matter of a couple of weeks or something like that. And they're actually really nice looking dorms. They've got one set of dorms for each of the hero classes. So they're going to be separated by the boys on one wing and the girls on another. And then they got all these common rooms and they're really cool looking. What do you think of them, Ben? I thought they were pretty cool. No, I did like uh, the pervy guys. I can't remember. I can never remember his name. Grape juice. The, the grape guy. Yeah, his is like when they found out that the um, baths and the common room were like not gender specific. He's like, here, here, here. And then they, they found out they were, and he was sad. That was yeah. kind of funny, but yeah. um, before we got got into the dorms, um, Eraserhead had everybody you know meet yeah. outside of the dorms. And they talked about the events that happened between the fight and where they're at now. Where he knew that, uh, or he he'd learned that Midoriya and um, Ida and Momo and Todoroki and Kirishima had all gone to try and save Bakugo, and basically everybody else knew about it, and he was extremely disappointed in all of them. And if it had been up to him, he would have basically um, expelled them all, kicked them all out. But uh, it wasn't up to him, so they're going to try and start over. And uh, at that point, they go in, they get shown their rooms, and they decide to have a king contest. Who's the best at decorating? So we get to go and see kind of the um, styles of all of the students in class 1A. And it was kind of interesting to see what, you know, each of them would have, you know, for their room. Of course, they have to start with, with uh, um, Midoriya. And, okay, the massive shrine of All Might. Yeah, I mean, everything, All Might everywhere, action figures, posters, cardboard cutouts, um, it's just plastered. I'll be honest. I was impressed night. at how he'd done all that in like whatever how long they've been there for what, five minutes. Uh, maybe <laughs> a couple hours, but still, I know that. Well, actually, this was getting towards the evening, wasn't it? So yeah. they'd had most of the day to do it. Still, it felt like how much he'd put up. It, it, it was pretty impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, though I mean, the, the rooms were the size of maybe big dorm rooms so i'm not huge but 
still, it, it is still impressive to get that much work done in such a short period of time. You know, we'll, we'll kind of address that, you know, as we go further on. Some of the other rooms, you know, were kind of as to be expected. Um, Kirishima's room was, um, he had the, the, um, the workout slash fighting room, right? I'm trying to remember yeah, who had I that. I think he did, yeah. And he's like, like you guys won't understand this. And it was like, yeah. It was, like, it was a manly room and the girls were getting it. All the girls don't accept her. What's saying? The one who does cry. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, of... this is great. Oh yeah, because she start, she did her internship with uh, with them. With yeah. That, with, that, with that pro hero. So she understood yeah. what was going on there. Yeah. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Um, we get to see some of the other rooms. None of the other ones were all that uh, um, um, memorable except for Todoroki's. Because basically he had um, remodeled his room in the span of an afternoon yeah. to, to look very Japanese. And it was it was impressive. What about the and creepy was... goth one, though? The, uh, what's his name? The bird. Oh, God, that was hilarious. They tried. He Initially, they, they tried to push him out of the way. He wouldn't move. They kept trying yeah. to push him out of the way. He wouldn't move. And finally, they, just, they got him over. And yes, it was very dark. It was very broody. He's got a sword. Oh, my God, <laughs> a sword. <laughs> I had this keychain when I was in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, God damn it, get out of here. And then your your favorite guy, the the, the grape guy, yeah. um, he's like, Yes, come into my room. Come you look at us. See my etchings. <laughs> and then you get that whole creep vibe and like, uh, we're just gonna go over here. See, I must admit, all- that's one thing that pissed me off in the episode. Uh, not really pissed off. That's a bit too strong, but I'll bring it up a bit later on. But I'll, you, 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 you'll know why. Okay, and then I remember. I, I guess I remember you had the the very straight laced room. He had a, a wall full of uh, books. Yeah, and all this. it was very, and, and he had he had a whole um, thing full of just glasses, like dozens and dozens of glasses. Like, oh, because we're gonna break our glasses. We train so extreme <laughs> to the extreme. And, he just takes everything way too far, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then we get up to, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's the one that has the sugar rush power. Oh, yeah. And in his room is all, it's, it's, it's a normal room, except for they, they smell um, something really good in there. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You know, after I was done decorating, I got was getting hungry, so I made it a, a chiffon cake. Yeah. And he pulls it out, and he's like, yeah, I, sh- I really should have some whipped cream to go with this. But here, if you guys want some, and all the girls like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> and they're all, like, just fawning over it. And they're like, ah. And, and, and all the guys yeah. are like, what? They just don't get it. They're like, one, one was like, bake, cook, bake with me sometime. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. And they show the girls' rooms, except for um, uh, the, the, the frog one. To sue you. Yeah, sue you. Um, so we see um, ear, earphone jack, her room. It's very uh, musical. A lot of uh, rock posters and instruments all over the place. We see um, Momo's room is um, has huge furniture in it because she's used to having a, a huge room, and she didn't realize that... Uh, these rooms are going to be so small for what from what they're used to. So she's like, and they're all like, yeah. When oh. she went in, uh, the first girl was, like, oh my god, this room's so big. And then she goes, it's like a closet. It's like a closet in my <laughs> old place. <clears throat> and then uh, 
some of the other rooms there's like one was really really pink with cherries and you know just girly rooms but then they, they decided, then they voted and which room they thought was the best and winner with five votes all five of the girls was sugar rush guy <laughs> oh yeah so that was pretty good anyway that's the bit in... that annoyed me I'm like, Why they're like, oh, we're not counting, what was it, those two rooms, but they didn't say the guy that they didn't go into because it was too creepy. Oh, yeah, they didn't count his room either. Um, yeah. But, yeah, well, because the other rooms they didn't go into, they didn't go into uh, Bakugo's Bakugo's. room because he went to bed. Yeah. And they didn't count Suyu's room because she wasn't out yeah. there with them either. They didn't say they didn't count his room, so I thought that was unfair. Because, you know, mm. did they go into it when we're not looking? Was it, like, off screen? No, they didn't go into it, but you, I think they kind of had assumed that that wasn't going to be. No one's going to vote for that one either. Yeah, you know he had it out there. Just... No, the guys might have. <laughs> we'll see. <sighs> anyway, towards the end, um, the guys that had gone to try and save Bakugo were all called outside to talk, and uh, um, they, Suyu was out there and wanted to talk with them. Because she had said some pretty harsh and hurtful words prior to them um, going to try and save Bakugo when they were all together at the hospital. And she just wanted to get it off her chest that she felt bad that um, she had to say those things because she didn't want anybody to get in trouble. She didn't want anybody to get hurt. She just wanted everybody to be able to, you know, do their thing, go to school, learn to be heroes, and become friends. And she felt bad that uh, all of that had to happen, but she wanted to make sure that they knew that, you know, even though she feels bad about that, she still, you know, cares about all of them. And they had this whole episode basically ended up being about starting fresh and a new start for everybody to get, you know, where they need to go getting their provisional licenses and continuing to learn to become professional heroes. Anything else to add on that, Ben? Not really. To me, it felt like a season finale. It almost did, but it, I think it was an arc ending uh, episode. Definitely. Oh yeah. So, so we're definitely going into the next phase of the series even though it's not necessarily the end of the season. We're just like in the middle of the, of the season, right? I'm hoping so, because I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, Yeah. But no, I thought it was a good episode. And uh, like I said, even though I'm, I might not have explained it, I still recommend that you go watch it if you haven't, because yeah. it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. The, the two episodes, um, even though we had a, a break between this last week and the week before, um, yeah. it was a, a very well done a couple of episodes that went together very well. And it, I thought it was a pretty good arc overall. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was a good episode. Splendid. So go watch it. Sounds good. Go watch it. So, do we have Bruto Talk as well? We do. We do. Well, there you go. Bruto. What <laughs> Back is what hey, Ben, should we talk about Bruto? <laughs> <laughs> So basically, we had two episodes of Boruto to talk about. Um, yeah. We had the end of the um, tune-in exams. I thought we talked about that because I thought that was what was missing last week. We, we didn't do one last week. No, but I'm just saying I didn't think there was a Boruto last week, was there? There was. There was. Maybe I'm just getting confused. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure there was an episode last week. Because I thought the, uh, the was... exams was the week before. Well, basically, well, because what happened is then um, what you're thinking was they had the uh, the the um, that clan come and, and basically interrupted at the very end of yeah. the uh, episode of the yeah. uh, tune in exam. Yeah, that was it. So basically we had the fight and then we had the aftermath. Those are the two episodes that we talked. I think so. Yeah. OK, you you did watch the fight, right? Oh, yeah. The fight was really good. Oh, my God. It yeah. was. I think that this fight scene put the uh, uh, the fight scene from the end of the Naruto uh, tune uh, in exam arc to shame. Oh yeah, I really this was it. cooler because we had these uh, extremely overpowered enemies, and there was only three of them uh, going against some of the strongest uh, um, shinobi in the in the five uh, um, lands. Yeah. And we had all the Kage, and then we had. All of the uh, high-ranking uh, ninja from the Leaf Village, as well as the entourages from the other villages there as well, and watching them fight together was amazing. Of course, oh, I, uh, is, I, I was pissed the episode again just because Mitsuki was like, "Okay, I can finally show off my attack. <laughs> I can. I'll go in Sage mode. I don't mind." And then he loses it anyway again. I'm like, it, it, he was just, gonna use it and it's taken away. Just. God damn use it. I'm sick of ticket taste. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you end the epi- that episode with blue balls or something there, Ben? Yeah, I did. I was like, go on, Mitski, do it. Do it, Mitski. I, I, I preemptively uh, stickered that one for you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Show your giant snake, Mitski. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. But no, it, it, I, I was ho- hoping that they were going to show it too, but I guess I don't know what's going to happen now because... Um, Okay, we'll talk about what happened to him in a little bit, I suppose, because we don't want to jump too far ahead. Um, but Naruto ended up fighting the, the main um, bad guy. I, like I said, I cannot remember his name, but uh, the one that absorbs all the jutsu from the Rinnegan in his hand. And then, uh, let's see. It was Gara and the... The uh, Mizukage that end up fighting the, yeah. the guy with the hook, that hook, that fish hook, as yep. they called yep. it, the one, the one that stole the uh, um, the the um, words are bad here. All of the um, power the, from Mitsuki. Mitsuki and also used it on Gara while he was on the train. Correct. He ended up. I think when he what he pulled from Gara though was what some of the remnants of the um, the one tail. Yeah. Of yeah, so did he lose? I I guess I don't quite understand. Did he lose all of his connection to? I think the, he still the, the, has some of it, but the Shukaku, yeah. or it was, Shikaku, Shikaku, Shikaka. Yeah. But so so those two are fighting that guy. Um, I believe it is Sasuke who is fighting the guy that had the big guy that that you, makes the chakra weapons. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who's fighting that guy. And then everyone else is trying to just get the rest of, out of the arena. Um, at the very end, the main guy with the uh, the Rinnegan in his hand ends up yeah. taking the absorbed jutsu and chakra and some giant um, um, tailed beast bombs equivalents. And he's going to basically destroy the entire um, Coliseum. 
but Naruto goes, you know, full on. Uh, yes, Sage Nine Tails, I think. Sage Nine Tails, and um, yeah. also has uh, Sasuke there giving it his uh, um, Susano armor, armor, which that was pretty badass looking. Oh, yeah, that combo. It, it was nine so tails cool. with, with Susano armor, but unfortunately, yeah. the, the power of this enemy just even just blows right through that armor. So it's just showing how powerful this enemy is. Um, but then he goes full sage mode with it, and the two of them combine their powers, him and, and Kurama, and uh, they try and basically block this giant um, chakra bomb that is going to try and destroy this the entire area. And instead of destroying it and a bunch of havoc around the surrounding area. Naruto basically absorbs it or, or blocks it so yeah. everybody in the village can then be saved. And that's where the episode, the, the, the first episode of the two ends. Everything kind of blanks out. You see uh, Naruto looking back and smiling at Boruto and cut. So we get back to, the, to this week's episode and Boruto is waking up in the hospital after basically reliving the events just before at the end of the last episode. And he's like, what happened? What's going on? And then we kind of see that he's in a hospital bed and uh, Sarada is waiting for him to wake up. He's like, Boruto, are you all right? And uh, he kind of gets his um, bearings of what's going on. And they kind of explain what happened. They say that uh, Naruto was dragged off. Um, and then they, they hear, he hears his sister calling in the distance saying, Mama, Mama, wake up. And he's like, he's like, whoa, what happened? So he goes over and see, we see his mom in a hospital bed uh, unconscious with. Uh, uh, why am I so bad with names right now? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, um. I can't remember. Uh, Hanabi? No. Her daughter, wasn't no. it? Well, it's her daughter. The daughter was there, but no. Um... Uh, why am I so bad with sneezing? That's the problem with right now. You're, you're sneezing and you can't think, and I just can't think of names. I can't th think of her name. Uh, Sarada's mom. Duh, Sakura. Come on. Sakura, thank you. I was I was blanking so bad on that name, it's just terrible. Sakura was working over Hanada um, to try to heal her because apparently she had tried to stop them from taking Naruto away because he'd basically been knocked out after um, blocking and absorbing that uh, that giant um, attack. So Naruto is all you know. So Naruto's gone. We all thought maybe he was dead or something because of what happened. But uh, Boruto is like, he doesn't know what to do. He's um, upset because A, his dad's gone. B, he was basically uh, disavowed as a shinobi and caught cheating. Um, and it, basically his world was just rocked. You know, everything that he knew has been just totally changed. You know, the town was hacked. Everybody's hurt. And he, you know, I'm, I'm sure he feels just stupid and, and, and feels maybe partially responsible for being an idiot. But um, so basically he ends up running off um, 
because he doesn't know what to do. And uh, he runs back to the Hokage's office, um, half expecting to see Naruto there. Sees a, a, a vision of him, but then it's gone. Um, he's like, he didn't know what he knew he wouldn't be there, but he just he, he had to, to see for himself. He ends up looking, grabbing Naruto's old jacket, the uh, bright orange one that he that he threw out the window for being stupid. And now he's realizing that maybe it's not so stupid after all. And uh, that's when Sasuke comes in and he's like, you know, now maybe you know a little bit more about how your dad felt um, because, you know, when he was your age, he didn't have any of this. He, lo- he, he didn't have his parents and, you know, he was basically looked down upon. And I mean, now you understand a little bit what he had to go through to get where he's at now. And, um, at that point, then they, they start talking about their plan to try and go save Naruto. And that's when the other four Kage walk in the room. It's like, you're not going to go save Naruto without our help. And uh, they basically mount a plan to go um, save him. The four Kage plus um, Sasuke, who wants to bring Boruto with them for some reason. Maybe it's because he knows that Boruto has some special power or he just wants to show Boruto his inner strength. He knows that Boruto is that he's actually really good. He's just been stupid recently. So hopefully he's hoping, I'm guessing he's hoping that this will be like a kick in the face to him. That he's kind of, hopefully he's learned something and that maybe he'll be able to, you know, rely on his own power and draw that. Was he around when uh, Boruto was showing some of those uh, um, signs of the uh, um, Byakugan? Or no, that, he was that still similar out. Power? Okay. Is he aware, was he made aware of that at all? I don't think so, but, you know, Sasuke probably worked it out somehow. But I am wondering if, if somehow some, that isn't related to, to the yeah. reason behind this. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, because Mitsuki, I think, knew about it and maybe right. had passed that on to Orochimaru who maybe pass it on to Sasuke. Maybe. Like, this is all just, you know, yeah. me thinking about, you know, the reasons that um, they would want, you know, basically an, a non-Shinobi um, now, technically, to go with them. Sasuke probably sees a lot of his, a lot of young Naruto in him now. So. Now, yeah. Um, and then the fact that he had, he, Boruto basically put on Naruto's jacket and Sasuke gave Boruto his old headband, the one that he had scratched out the uh, the hidden leaf symbol. Yeah, when he became a, a rogue ninja. Yep. Um, he had initially thrown that away, but now to get it back to him saying, hang on to this because, you know, one day we're going to fight. We're going to get that fight in and we're going to fight as equals. And uh, um, Sasuke did hang on to it, kept his promise. But he said, you know what, I'm going to give this to you so you can, you know, make sure to help keep that promise, too. And then they went off just before they all left. Hinata and uh, Himawari uh, showed up. <clears throat> they were initially, you know, scared that uh, Boruto's going to be going with them. But when they looked over and they basically saw um, Boruto standing there with Naruto's coat and that headband on, they saw basically a glimpse of Naruto at that age. And they knew that. This had to be. This had to be done. That he has to go and do this. So he's like, "Go, go save your dad," and that's where we end that episode. 
So <clears throat> that was probably really one of my favorite episodes this season. So there was a lot of um, things that really st- struck at your emotions on that one, yeah. especially if you're a longtime Naruto watcher. There's a lot of uh, callback to um, some of the previous episodes, and um, yeah, I thought it was it was a well done episode. Like I said again, I probably didn't do the greatest job of explaining how it all went, but. I do again encourage you to watch it if you haven't seen it because it'll maybe make a little bit more sense and maybe you'll you'll get some of that more subtle um, the the nuanced bits that that the writers have been putting into this episode which made Chile and I really enjoy it. So yeah, that's uh, that's Boruto for the week. That's the Boruto. I'm saying it wrong, but it is that. <laughs> I don't know if there's a wrong way, but... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, like, it's interpretive. It is what it is. I don't know. When it first came... When it first got translated, I remember everyone called it burrito and salad. Because, yeah. That just makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, Sakura's kid is called Sarada, and the L kept get, you know, was getting translated as... Yeah. A, Salada? Yeah, salada. <laughs> Bur- burrito and salada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a Diet Coke, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm hungry now. Thanks for that. That's uh, <laughs> definitely not helped. Right. So I... I... <laughs> no, no, no. I will only be welcome when I had that said burrito in my hand and I am munching on it while talking, making this a very uncomfortable list for anyone at home um, right let's move on to the book club if you will uh, our anime club choice of the week from two weeks ago uh, which was of course Gary's which was Agent or Ajin if you will um, the uh, unsurprisingly an adaptation of a manga that, that happens a lot um, so a uh, brief summary of what it's about um, taken from online and interpreted by my very self. A freak accident reveals to young Kei Nagai that he is more than your average teenager. After being run over by a truck, Kei is brought back to life by a mysterious substance known as invisible black matter. He is now an Aijin, or demi-human, one of the few immortal beings in existence. But no, but, right, with no one to turn to but a childhood friend, Kei must fight for survival, not only for himself, but for the fate of innocent humans written by evil Aijin known as Mr. Sato, the soldier of God. Uh, under constant hunt from the government specialists, uh, bounty hunters and other Aijin, Kei will discover the depths of his hidden strength and what it truly means to be a human being in the face of a terrifying and unsurmountable odds. Insurmountable, I just say, sorry, odds. So, um, I don't know how uh, everyone else enjoyed this, personally speaking. I will kick things off on the negative, I'd imagine, because it bored me. I, I would be the best way to describe this. It did nothing for me. I think straight from the off, the uh, 3D animation, I, I'm not a fan of it generally. And if it's there, I want it to be well done. The, the opening scene of the first episode it had me hoping for something better in terms of that, because it was really well done. I, I just wonder if it was just that opening scene much like you see in many anime where the budget clearly goes up and down on what you can do where 
it's more noticeable, I find, in 3D anime, where you can tell where they've gone for something more visually slick uh, and where they've just gone, let's do the sort of stuff that you see in a Dire Straits video from 1996 or 1994 even. And, yeah, that's where it lost me a few times and the plot for me was very much a, okay, I, I get it. It got more interesting. Uh, it, it just—it was very hard to get into from the start for me because it, it took a little too long to sort of get where it wanted to be. Um, beyond that, I won't say much more yet because uh, the discussion to have. So, um, Gary, you suggest this for obviously for this. So um, it'd be good to know your your thoughts and feelings on it. Obviously, as you recommended it. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, mine are opposite of yours. Um, I, <laughs> I I thought Ajin was is fantastic, actually. Um, from from the beginning, yeah, I can see why the art style or the three D animation will be off putting. It wasn't too, because uh, I tried to watch it when it first came out, and I couldn't get into it because of the art style. But it grew on me very quickly, and now I I love it. And I love everything that the studio that did the anime is doing for for Netflix now. They did they've done a bunch of they're doing the Godzilla animation now for them. Um, they did Blame. I, I I I find the the Godzilla thing was after, wasn't it? I think, but uh, it, it seemed more improved. You know, like yeah, they yeah. had more of a budget to get it right, and I think that 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 shows that, that that's probably. Like I said, my main problem with it, I, I don't mind skimping on animation, but, but it, it feels like it hurt more when it's in 3D. That's well, fine. I mean, they they also did Knights of Sidonia, which was the first thing that they did yeah. for Netflix. Um, but but yeah, to me, uh, I I loved almost everything about it. I loved the characters, uh, except for Kai's second half, where I I feel like he kind of. He was a type mm. of character at the start where, you know, he just wanted to be left alone. He didn't want to be an Ajin. And then towards the second half, he became this kind of cold-hearted douchebag, which kind of really yeah. irritated me because I didn't understand at what point in time his personality changed so drastically. Um, yeah, it, it almost felt like he was more going to type rather than any proper progression you know, as a character, and which was a shame because yeah, he... He could have been more interesting in that regard if they'd given him that arc to get him there. Yeah, yeah. and and some of the other characters, uh, you kind of really you you hate at first, but you, in my opinion, you kind of start to grow to love. Like uh, Tosaki, the the government agent, uh, I absolutely hated him at first, and then obviously towards the end of the show, um, you kind of understand his side of things, and yeah, the, the fact that he actually does care more than he's letting on about the Ajin. Um, and that's that's really kind of the, the bigger picture of the show is people discover these immortal beings who cannot die and they're afraid of them because they're now this kind of immortal race um, that he understands. And much like humanity does, we try to destroy everything we don't understand. Mm. <laughs> and that that's kind of what happens here, and that's kind of where Sato, I, as a character for me, is probably one of the villains I've seen in an anime in a very very long time. 
because here's a character who he essentially does everything himself. And that's what I love the most about him is he, he manipulates Kai or Kay Nagai into believing this one glorious thing that he's trying to do. When in reality, he has this other thing he's doing that nobody but him knows. And you, you kind of find out towards the end what exactly Sato's true plan is. And, you know, I, I just love this character because he's always on the front lines. He's always there to, to, to do the damage himself. He's not relying too much on everybody else who kind of joins his cause. Well, he, he kind of, yeah, he, he's relying on them to play their parts in his, in his little play, but you know, he's the one who's going to be doing the main work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I loved about him. Like, yeah, you know, he, he, he even tells them like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what time I'm going to do it. Try to stop me. And they try to, and yeah, he obviously has to rely on, you know, the people with him to, to help him out. But, you know, he's not like, you know, you look at so many villains where when they show up, like they have this mysterious power behind them that they never reveal until the last episode of a show. And that's not Sato. He's, he's a badass. He's military trained and he shows it like the scene when he brings the pharmaceutical building and, you know, they come up with this plan to constantly keep killing him before he can revive so every three seconds they have to keep killing him, and the 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 fourth second that they give him to recover, and he's able to pretty much wipe out the entire police yeah. by himself, and it was awesome to watch. Um, yeah, no, I, I like villains like that, and it, it makes sense. You know, it it should be like a, a super intimidating threat like, like that, and yeah, the thing I like, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, he, he's it, it, absolutely the highlight of that of the of the entire show, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it's mean, the reason I carried on watching. You know, it's like in most cases, if, if something's boring me, then I'll be like, you know what, I, I gave it a shot. I, I'm not going to carry on. But I carried on watching simply because, yeah, as you said, he becomes a more interesting character with time. And yeah, it, it was though I've seen that sort of character in a few anime. You could say that in any sort of medium. Yeah, he made the whole show have something to come back to, you know, something that was interesting. Yeah, and, and the one thing we haven't touched on yet is the IBMs or the ghosts. So as mm. an Ajin, some Ajin who exist, they, they don't know how to conjure these creatures up, but they're essentially these, like, shadow creatures who are pretty much a shadow of the person that that they are. Um, so, like, they repeat everything that the other person says, or, like, the human version of it. Um, but they're able to control them. And, obviously, Sato has died so much. And it's it's a recurring thing. Like, the more you die, the more powerful you become when it comes to controlling your Ajin. Mm-hmm. Or, not your Ajin, your ghost. Um, and Sato has died so much, he's able to do a lot of things that some of the other characters can't do. And... One of the big things is like they can't really summon them that often um, because it drains their something from them too much. Um, I don't think they really tell you exactly why they can't constantly keep summoning them, some sun there summoning them. But that's why basically uh, it was due to the matter that it's used to make them. Supposedly, it doesn't doesn't normally generate fast enough to keep summoning it. No, well, there you go. But K is is different. K, how, that that his his 
uh, ghost is very unique because it's kind of deformed. It's not fully complete, but he's able to summon it a lot more than what's normally there for for any of the other characters. Like that's his big thing is like he's constantly summoning it, and it also does the complete opposite of what he says. So yeah, that in a was way, the funniest part of the whole thing is everybody else <laughs> does what they say, but he tells it to do something. It does the exact opposite. He's like, "Screw you! I'm gonna do that the other thing." Yeah, so he's kind of like the, the smash. He's like Bizarro. He's like Superman's Bizarro in a way. Um, but yeah, his his is very unique, and that's why he's everybody really kind of wants to control him in a way. Um, but he goes into hiding, and he's kind of added the playing field for a lot of the show up until I believe the second half of it. But. Yeah, like uh, the supporting cast, I thought was really good. Um, I really like Azumi, and and her ghost. When you find out that she's an Ajin too, when um, she kind of gets killed in the in the hospital bed with Kay's sister, I believe it was, um, and you find out that she's an Ajin as well, and very brutal, violent show as well. I might add. Did, um, yeah, I mean, on that bit, did you not feel it was a bit too signposted? You know that it. it you kind of expected it just because they set the premise up so much that you didn't really feel the, the peril of her death. You know, it felt like, yeah, well, she's clearly going to be that, you know, she, she's well, coming back. Well, I think the, the interesting thing about it is we didn't really know too much of the IBMs at the time or the hmm. ghosts. So we didn't know that other people besides Ajin can see them. Like we find out that hmm. only other Ajins can see ghosts and, Normal people can't unless they want them to see them, unless the audience want them mm. to see their ghost. And I think that's kind of where it was or kind of a shock. They, uh, like, I think it was something to do with if, it, if the uh, Argent has intent to kill, then they can be seen as well. It was because he killed her, but it didn't appear up until it that really was for, to, as they're about to die thing, or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, he, he kind of befriends another guy like Sato kind of has this recruitment drive where he's playing everybody into his trap where he's trying to yeah. show like the government is experimenting on Ajin. They're constantly killing them and they're torturing them. And we see the torture and we don't actually see what they do, but like it seems like it's some really brutal. Like imagine all the ways that you can die. And this is like how the government is treating Ajin. Um, yeah. And Sato essentially rescues one of these people, uh, Tanaka. He's the guy with the baseball cap. And he's essentially using him to to drive his goal forward. And that's, you know, getting Ajin their rights. Uh, he wants them to be considered as people. Um, no more. He wants the government to admit to the experiments that they're doing. And that's kind of like the big premise of the show. But uh, as we find out, that's really just the 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 layer of of sato's true plan of what's going on um but yeah, yeah. um i i thoroughly enjoyed it. i love the action i think the action is fantastic in this show um i i thought at first the ajin fights were gonna or not the ajin the ghost fights were gonna be kind of iffy because it's two black creatures fighting each other but i think the camera cuts they did were very well done and the sound design of when they like hit each other uh I think it was fantastic. Um, and, and the music as well, I thought, was really well done. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, uh, what about you guys? Um, I've been talking for a while. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know how far everybody else got. Um, I finished yeah, sure. it. I finished both seasons. Um, about half. About the three quarters of the way through season two, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm on se- I, 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 episode, I episode nine, I think. Yeah. yeah, tell me what you think, man. I really enjoyed it actually. I didn't like how it started though. I'll admit that I hated how it started with the like the war part where they're like shooting like an IBM. I'm like, what's going on here? What's, this is confusing. Why am I Metal Gear Solid? <laughs> <laughs> like, was this secretly a Metal Gear Solid Five the anime? Because that's what it reminded me of. Gear. Metal Gear. Um, and then it actually started, and at first, I, it was, I, I just found it funny that that was, it's just, I don't know, it was well time for that truck to hit him. <laughs> but yeah, I well, did really yeah. enjoy the series uh, from what I saw. Uh, the ghosts were pretty cool and interesting idea. Uh, like the different ways that they had to try and track them. Like later on, when they decide, yeah, use the fact that you, they'll be still they're still solid mass, so they still make sounds, so you can hear them walk on like broken glass. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really disappointed, like the special forces, how they kind of really sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they were hyped so much, and then they come out and they just die. Well, it's not that <laughs> the. They, they they were that bad. It's just that Sato's plan of the EMP literally destroyed any chance they had. Yeah, just like oh, that. But it's just uh, yeah. It's like oh, we can't bring them out. They're illegal. They're too powerful. No, can't do it. It's illegal. Strange stuff. No, can't do it. Legal. Oh, well, we've got them out. Oh, they're dead. Well, that's the cool thing is that they they kind of went into the climate of Japan's military there yeah. as well. Is that essentially America controls their military, and if America wants to go in, Japan can't do anything about yeah. it, and that's how it is. Um, and they kind of really played into that. Like, yeah, Japan has its own military, but it's mostly not an army. They yeah. America is the army for Japan. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I. Apart from that, I wasn't. I was a huge fan of the main character later on, for the same reason you said. I just didn't like his change in personality. Yeah, he just became a douchebag for no. Yeah, reason. went from oh, I like to relax. I want to. Yeah. I want to <laughs> lay in this field for a bit and chill. He had a, he had a sweet spot between uh, the beginning where he's you know the doe-eyed. I don't know what the fuck's going on, yeah. that, which is just. I hate that because you, you just. It's set up, you know. It's like yeah. I know you got to do it, but they dragged it a little too long. And then yeah. you get the good bit in the middle, and then yeah, then he becomes the the cold hard fucker, and it's just like it's almost three different characters in, yeah. in the same show. At the end of it, I know they got to do it, but it never felt like a proper smooth run between the yeah. There, there was no proper art. You could have dragged that out much. Oh, they should have had an art where he got nicer because he saved that scientist, and then he started yeah. to care, maybe. And then yeah. after and a while, he something happens, and he becomes <laughs> yeah, like a bit, a bit, a bit. Bad. Exactly. It, it, there could have been more shades of grey to it, and uh, yeah. it, it's annoying that they just got it. I, I wish yeah. they'd had a bit more of that, and it would have been completely doable. You know of what was going on. I'll be honest, the entire series, there was one twist that I was expecting that I don't think's happened or will happen. Uh, you know the uh, 
the the one who swallows mints all the time. Uh, I got his name. I had his name up earlier, but I've forgotten it again. Yeah, name oh. escapes me. The uh, other one that has the uh, sick uh, sick girlfriend. Yotosaki. Oh, Tosaki, yeah. The, I'll the be male, honest, the, the, I was expecting this entire yeah. time for some reason to him be the one that created the Argins. <laughs> <laughs> I could see why that makes sense, yeah. Because he was yeah, the only one in like, the, the different like sort of outfit and he had an Argin as his, you know, as his you know, servant, but really friend. I, I for some reason yeah. I expect him to be like the the reason why he wants to go against them so badly at the start is because he helped create them. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I get you. Yeah. Uh, um. So, Tim, you haven't got to speak in a while, so I think you should be definitely next. I think uh, the only addition I can really make to everything else that everyone else has said, apart from the manga aspect of it, is that this anime suffers from a couple things. One of them is one of my biggest pet peeves in any type of storytelling, where they put more depth and growth and intent in the enemy than they do in your main Mm. guy, your main person. And granted, there has to be that intention. There has to be. And there usually is some heart and soul and some reasoning put into your antagonist, pretty much anything. But generally speaking, there is the exact opposite done to protagonists, where they're just limp lizards, where they just fill in a blank and then they just fight evil, basically. Like super simple, super dull, super whatever. And... That is exactly what happens here in Ajin, and it's both what I saw in the manga, in the anime and then what I read in the manga. And the other thing I'd like to say is that I've been thinking about this all week. I had a way I wanted to say it too, um, but after watching about four episodes of the anime, and then like getting getting so sick of the 3D animation. In that show, I, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to say sick. I was just bored. I'd see something that's I mean, super yeah. stiff and super awkward. Like there'd be some scenes that were really fleshed out well and like full motion. Everything's in motion. Everything felt kind of good. And then yeah. there'd be plenty I mean, like, of other motions where they're just standing around and it looks yeah. creepy, peculiar. It, so I mean, it kicks off so well, you know. The, but also that beginning scene is almost it shows both sides of it. It's like you see some really, really well done animation, and then you see some bits where like, oh, it's Final Fantasy, clearly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <it> yes. Just, <laughs> yeah, it just makes you think. Like, like I said earlier, it, you can see where the, the variance in budget is not quite as well handled with a 3D anime as it is with a 2D one you know it's like you can get for a 2D anime with some shitty animation here and there because it still kind of tells the story in the same way 3D it's there it's in your face where the difference is and you know, it's like um, if you watched a, a Hollywood blockbuster yeah and like the CGI is really good for most of it and then for 10 minutes in the middle they get a guy in a rubber suit you know and you, you know the difference away and it, it takes you out at the moment and 
where something like this where you're, you're watching animation that really shouldn't be the case uh, and it's inherently a problem with 3d animation because the laser had that a lot where you know there was good stuff in, in that realm but a lot of it was yeah really poorly done and really just when you know the source material as you're saying with you, what you're saying with the manga it's not going to help you know it isn't going to make it feel right to you no and i know there's always going to be something for me about manga that always has a precedence on its anime adaptations and in mm. general it comes down to the manga being the original source matter like it was created with yeah. the intent of being in manga so it it works within its own realm it's not trying to adapt one medium into another and not taking the changed medium into account and that's something that I also think, happened yeah because if, if something's more in, very much inspired in how it's drawn we, we talked about this before with uh, Junji Ito and his stuff Ugh, uh, trash that new it that anime it just, Exactly, yeah, it does not translate well at all. And I get it's worth trying because, you know, it's lucrative, yeah, money, money, money. But whether it be live action or, or anime, they just, they can't, they can't get the feeling that, that, that the manga has. And something, it's like, you know, book adaptations, isn't it? It's like there are some things that are best left in books because you can never show on screen quite what's in the book in the right way you know right uh, and yeah in the, this the real sin in making the conversion is that you're trying to make a pure mimic and that's yeah. impossible that's disingenuous to the source matter and it's disingenuous to what you're trying to do like yeah. I, I would say a, a really and arguments aside i think a really good adaptation outside of anime is watching yeah, it, I mean, it keeps because... it's it keeps the medium in check. Like it keeps it in mind the whole time it's doing anything. It also, I mean, apart from uh, plot changes at the end, which are more relevant now than they were when Watchmen was done. Mm. It they they create what they what the heart and soul of the the source matter and put it into what makes moving picture special. Yeah, and that's something that. Ajin really doesn't do well. And in fact, there were plenty of points where after going to the manga, I went, this feels less stiff than the anime does. And these are still images. Mm. Because it's that level of interpretation and you don't... Uh, it's like, the thing that um, TV and uh, movies don't have that books and even video games have is that level of interpretation. Uh, because it's more of a stock product it's there you're being told what to see what to, to you're being shown what it is that's it and you can interpret you know story aspects maybe but visually speaking there's, there's very little give you know in the same way that you might get and again we have that interactivity that draws you in or a book where you have that level of imagination that lets you see it in your own eye you know it, that, that, that's where that's where the problem lies and there are plenty of examples of the transition being made wonderfully in fact oh, sure. you you could say like mob psycho 100 
is a oh. stupendous shift. Uh, My Hero Academia is actually seeing probably more success on the visual end of things than it did in the manga, even though the manga was really great. Because it adapted well and put it in the medium as opposed to trying to make a direct copy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is it. it it's... It's the leech where it got so bad that the anime got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, it went off the rails after the Espada anyway, oh, yeah. on both ends. So uh, I still find no, it no. funny that they've announced Aizen as a playable character in Jump's Hit Heroes, even though he's so broken as shit. Yet they said that... There's um, nothing, there nothing you could do that makes that can last for a long time without problems you know and uh, i think yeah. things like bleach are a good example and anything that lasts a long time you're going to have a lot of dips and drops you're going to have your high points you're going to have your you're in the gutter but it, but, but it one piece uh, but one piece is going to last until we're all dead so oh come on even one piece from what i've seen it, it's like yeah it has its lows the, it has its patterns and it's like yeah. you can enjoy it still there's no doubt about that, like I said, we were talking about this in the uh, PlayStation Unchained earlier about certain games. You have a comfortable things where it doesn't matter that it's repeating the same cycles over and over again. You're happy because you enjoy that cycle and it works. You know, if the cycle doesn't work, you're the not problem with Bleed was that it tried to do the same cycle in the same arc. Literally, it basically. Yeah. Um, you know the uh, the cycle of main character gets superpowers, it gets beat by the boss, trains, gets stronger, gets beat, and then beats the boss. They did that with the main character, but then he lost anyway. Still, like, what was yeah. the point? <laughs> well, then they also took his powers away, yeah, and made him have to learn it a different way. Yeah. And it wasn't hell that even didn't even that he began later on, and then it it was literally the next page that he got it back. Yeah, he's like, oh no, I've stripped you all of your all your powers. You can't use them ever again. It you go next pan, ne- literally next panel. Guy comes out, and go, oh, that never happened. I've reset your history. You uh, powers. Uh, yeah, gross. <laughs> that that anime took that manga anime everything just took a hard hard turn to the right, and it just turned to shit. Yeah, yeah, it gets to the point where you're like, it's no longer made because they want to tell a story. It's right. more case. Well, we've got to do something, or yeah. people are going to lose interest. So, and we want to keep making money off this. Uh, and the only reason why I ever watched, kept watching, was because of my favorite character, Eisen. Eisen was the best villain. Hashtag. Yeah. Right. yeah. Everything else. Yeah. Everything has a shelf life, and you can go hundred episodes if you want, but you better have something that, that really differentiates your program, or something. Warmly comfortable that can be viewed multiple times and not be, you know, boring, basically. And that's very hard to achieve in any medium, not just in anime, but in TV in general. It needs to be, you need to throw different things in there despite the the familiarity. And it's, yeah, yeah, you can't really very often do that regularly. Um, so, Klaus uh, has not talked. Um, Klaus. Wow. Yes, Klaus. Well, basically, it's I watched this when it first came out, 
So it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember a lot of the details behind it. Like I said, I do, but I liked it. But it, it was one of those series, you know, this is one of the first shows that had this style of um, animation with it. And it was a little jarring and difficult to get used to. You you, you kind of forgive it as, as you get into the show or you kind of, I don't know, I got used to it, I guess. But hmm. I do, I do, I do recall enjoying most of the the plot. Like I said, it did time to get into the story. But you're right, um, Sato was an amazing uh, main villain. He he was um, h- how he did everything, and and what his plans were, and and how he was actually manipulating all the pieces on the board, so to speak. It was it was masterful, and and I really enjoyed. That's what kept me going as well. Enjoying yeah. where where this whole story was going, and figuring out you know what his end game was, and how were they going to stop him. Mm. So, so and it, it kept me going. I guess there's supposed to be a third season of this coming out soon. I hope yeah. so. I hope so. But um, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Um. I was I was hoping to go back and watch a few episodes to uh, um, kind of refresh myself, but it, it's been a very busy couple of weeks. Unfortunately, I did not get to do that. But like I said, I, I do recall um, enjoying it quite a bit, and like I said, unfortunately, that's about all I can add to it right now. Yeah. Well, okay, Klaus. As we get into that stage, what would you rate uh, uh, overall, Arjun? If I had to give it a rating at this point, based on what I remember and then hearing what you guys are talking about and kind of jarring my memory, I would probably give this a seven point five to an eight, right in there. It was, like I said, it was it was enjoyable. Um, there were aspects of the story that were really intriguing, um, but there were also pieces that were questionable. But like I said, overall, like I said, it, it kept me going. I binged it in like a week, so it, it had me going. Fair dues, fair dues. Um, I suppose I, I'd give it a five. Um, the villain came interested. Everything else pushed me away, and at least something kept me going. And I mean that that that's all you have to do to get an average rating out of me is to have a hook of some kind. And yeah, the, the villain in Sato is the hook here, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, um, ben, what about you? I want to give it a nine. A nine? Yeah. I really enjoyed the main villain. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the but I liked everyone else, so. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um, Tim? I'd say a 6.5 with the manga being a saving grace. That is. And Harry, of course. Uh, nine for me. Nine. Right, so mixed reviews. Uh, so if you haven't watched it at home, you know you you see here that it may well be for you because it, it's got very different opinions here. So it, it could be one of those marmite sort of game games, anime. <laughs> sorry, sorry, have totally it play that game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, it could well be the kind of anime that you enjoy if you haven't watched it. it with that, that that's, that's the fun of it. I like things like that where you can get so many different opinions on it because it means there's something to it at least. 
And there is, yeah. Even me giving it the lowest score here this week can say there is something to it in Sato that makes it worth trying at the very least and persevering with. So, new week, new choice. Who is next in line? Do we know? Do we have a system for this uh, choosing? It's between you four, so. I have one I would like to recommend. Well, go. Yeah, there we go. Klaus. You, All you right. go ahead. You pick one. Um, this is one that just came out on Netflix. Okay. Um, and it's one I've, I'm really looking forward to watching. It's Fate Extra Last Encore. Fate Extra. We'll check that it's on the, the uh, European. Is that part okay. of the Fate series? Yes, it is. Oh, man. I yeah. have to watch it yeah. before I watch that. Um, this one, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make make sure that it's available to you guys over in uh, in in the UK. First. Sorry, so, what was the name? Fate. Fate what? Extra Last Encore. Yes, it is. Wonderful. Like I said, just released. Um, yeah. I'll read the synopsis here. Um, Hakano Kishinami finds himself in the midst of a Holy Grail war with no memories of how he got there. Through his confusion, he must fight to survive. Uh, it's yeah. 10 episodes, and like I said, I really enjoyed all of the Fate series, so I this is one I really want to watch, and I figured this would be a great way for all of us to kind of watch it, weigh in on it, see how it compares to the other Fate um, animes, and and have a, quite a discussion. Yeah, good show. It seems interesting, I have to say, looking at the, the uh, episode description there on the first episode. So... That, that is what we will be discussing next time, alongside the uh, usual, of course. Um, it's time for shout-outs, of course, and uh, not only shout-outs, but contact details, etc., etc. Klaus, as you made the choice, please go first. All right, well, I, I shout-out everybody who joined me last night in our eight-hour stream uh, to raise funds for Extra Life. We pushed over $500, so I spent... This afternoon, streaming, shaving the beard. Um, I have uh, not been. It, it was so beard as well. <laughs> I have to say, surprisingly <laughs> good. I was like, I saw it. And I was like, this is Klaus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now if you go out to my Twitter at phxdn underscore Klaus, you will see um, a very different looking man standing in front of you. Um, took a few pictures throughout the process. Um, you know, the pre picture with, with the full beard. And then we did some crazy things in the middle all the way to the baby face. Um, and I already missed the beard immensely. Um, but shout out to everybody who uh, helped to donate to our Extra Life campaign. Um, shout out to you guys again for having me on this awesome show. I really enjoy being able to talk on with you guys. Um, and like I said, my uh, Twitter is at PHXDN underscore Klaus. That's Klaus with two S's. Fantastic. Ben, hit us with some rapid fire shout-outs. <laughs> uh, thanks to Klaus and Felix Sam Radio for joining us. Shout-out to uh, She Heals I Tank. Go check them out. She Heals I Talk. Shout-out to Radio, twitch.tv slash Radio. Shout-out to Gabba Together. Shout-out to anyone that's listening right now. And a shout-out to Alfonso. We miss you. And Chris, I also miss you. He didn't get into some anime-style uh, um, fight again, did he? <laughs> no, he's a, ba- a, a baby shower. Oh, uh, make sure that baby is clean. <laughs> that baby must be fucking polished at this point. 
All I know is I, I expect like actual babies raining from the sky. <laughs> the way he ex- would explain it, it probably is happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be something epic and amazing. Jeez. Uh, um, Tim, give us. Give it to you? Okay. I can be found basically anywhere the, under the pseudonym Timberelli. T I M B E R E L L I. Night and day. And the only other place you'd find me anything differently is uh, PSN at Boss Snake. One word, three S's, no caps. Fantastic. That will now go to Gary. Uh, shout out to you guys, uh, to fans, listeners, uh, to Chris for not being here. Again. Um, again. <laughs> not in that way. Um, miss you, Chris. Uh, Fonzie, hope to hear from you again next week. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. Let's make sure we send both those people what we're doing this week in terms of uh, anime. Otherwise, uh, yeah, their input will be very limited next week. That's for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, that uh, leaves me to say, yeah, you can follow the comings and goings of this podcast on uh, Pod Unchained on Twitter, which is, of course, the home of PlayStation Unchained, which is our main podcast. And we do some other shit occasionally, very occasionally at this point. We, we've abandoned certain of our podcasts because these are our big two. These are our, these are our babies. You know, we, we love the PlayStation Unchained. We love... We love the problematic sticker, which I haven't had to slap a lot today. I, I'm a bit disappointed uh, that uh, Ijin, Ijin wasn't really the best for it, I have to say. Blame a... the fact that five seconds I got a sniff or sneeze. Otherwise, I Is would that... be doing a lot more. What for? Were you're just, what, your general thoughts? Crack what, cocaine, dude. Move of... on. Crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, there it is. Go. I would find a way to make it problematic. Especially with that cute girl that she that that that, the scientist has. There you go. go. Thank you. You you've upped the counter, but yeah, uh, (laughs) as recent weeks have gone, this is actually quite a clean week for for the problematic sticker. So well done, us. Because they didn't hear the pre-show. Yeah, I mean that 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 was enough. That was more than I think the last one we did, and that's saying something. So. Because that was a Chris episode, if I remember. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris brings uh, out the best in us. He does, doesn't he? Just um, he is the for realist, if you will. Um, okay, so until next week, we discuss the animes. Tatty bye. <laughs> <laughs>